1: i'm not taking any questions go ahead and get comfortable i'm gonna talk for a little bit you're listening to cabbie presents the podcast
0: welcome to the show glad you're listening so happy that uh you clicked or you downloaded uh and thank you very much for uh rating and commenting on the podcast uh and because of that since day one uh, we've been uh, number one on iTunes in the Sports and Recreation Canada uh, category in Canada. So thank you to everybody who is a, a big fan of this podcast. It means a lot to us and uh, whether you clicked on uh, the TSN Facebook page, uh, the TSN page, uh, my Facebook page, uh, Twitter, um, you know just we're just really happy that um, you're here to listen to uh, these conversations. Um, whether it's in uh, your earbuds or your Beats by Dre's that we're that we're rocking in the studio, because um, you know, hopefully, oh, hopefully our, our voices sound okay. Hopefully, my voice sounds okay. That's such an egotistical thing to say, um, <laughs> but I'll just I'll just have that for this one. Your voice one sounds, time. Good. Well, it sounds
1: good. It sounds
0: good. I wish it was deeper. In my Beats by Dre, it, it comes through clean. Well, thank you, Justin. Um, if you guys are listening to this on the radio, we got a really cool show ahead, and. Uh, As always, these conversations go all over the place. They're very candid, and today will be no exception. If there was a Facebook button for our next guest, and if you met him in real life, you'd press the icon on his chest, the thumbs up, because he's one of the most likable athletes around. We have Brooks Like of the Washington Capitals on the podcast, on the show. He'll be with us very, very shortly. And back in the co-pilot's chair... The ninth wonder, Justin Mulligan, my good friend, is here with me. And if you read his Twitter feed, you can see that he embodies the master of good times moniker. Justin, welcome back. Thank you, sir. It's good to be back.
1: It's good to be in the co pilot chair.
0: It's it's good to have you. So, dude, you brought the, I see you brought the Esquire magazine.
1: I did. I picked it up because I couldn't pass it up. It's the sex issue. With the lovely voluptuous Sofia Vergara she, on the cover. Oh, uh,
0: she's so dope.
1: Just uh,
0: like Modern Family is just—it's like it's a—it's a—it's a must-see TV. But it really is her.
1: must-see TV. <laughs>
0: yes. I mean. It, it looks so good on. I'm, listen, I'm only rocking a 46-inch uh, LCD, but. Damn, HD is. Just it makes a beautiful me want to
1: spend all my money to get an eighty-inch TV, basically. <laughs> Sofia Vergara on Modern Family. So why why did you bring this magazine? Well, into it's a it? sex issue, and uh, you know, I I got some some things I'm interested to see what Brooks' take on it is. I got some things I want to talk to him well, about.
0: Yeah, you know, and, and, and
1: to that or point, just men in general.
0: Right, and to that point, you and I you I differ on a lot of things, uh, in relation to you know to. How we, you know, interact or engage, right, with with uh, the women in our lives, yeah, or the woman, you know, whatever whatever the case it may be. Many heated
1: heated debates yeah. have, have come from this. I,
0: I just sometimes I just don't understand you. We'll, we'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, and Brooks is Brooks is such a good dude. I'm sure he'll uh, he'll participate in the the silly conversation that we have. Uh, so it's May now. Uh, Bonnie Mulligan, what do you got planned for her for Mother's Day on May 13th? That's coming up, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Oh. Uh, you know, flowers. My mom's pretty simple. I mean, I'm in Toronto; she's in London. So just me making it home for a nice dinner is 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 a present for her. I saw my mom
0: uh last week. I was at a wedding. My my cousin Gary got met got, got married, and I usually I usually see my parents like three times a year. It's like, or sometimes four times a year. It's like Easter, Christmas, Thanksgiving for sure. Yeah, and then the occasional Mother's Day. But I've seen her. Not, did last week count for Mother's it Day? It might. It might. I was still caller and I'll still get lectured about owning too many <laughs> pairs of sneakers and you do that sort of, own an
1: insane amount of sneakers. Uh, whatever.
0: And so so uh I, I don't know. I, I'll I'll try to I'll try to th- think of something. I'm actually um in the we're actually in the works of trying to uh uh do a bit with the Toronto Blue Jays uh with Mother's Day, and if it all works out, uh We'll have a special guest hosting the Mother's Day episode of Cabbie Presents, which I, I hopefully I'll be flying to uh, Los Angeles on, on Friday or this week, and uh, we'll film that, and that'll be on uh, leading into Mother's Day next week on TSN. I'm interested. Yeah, it's um, shout out to Ricky Romero. That dude's. Uh, I mean, the whole the whole squad's awesome, and um, and hopefully it works out, and you guys will see something special. All right. So the way this podcast works is. Justin will ask some questions. I'll ask some questions, and the conversation will be candid. Nothing's planned. we just kind of go through it, and um, and hopefully you'll enjoy it. Our first guest is on the phone. If it's going to be uh, an interview, I'm going to conduct it. So I'll answer my own questions, ask myself the questions, then give you all the answers. Joining us from uh, the nation's capital, not, not this nation, uh, but the most powerful nation uh, when it comes to being in debt to China uh, is one of the, in, in hockey, uh, there's a term called the glue guy, a locker room guy, and Brooks Like of the Washington Capitals exemplifies that particular role. Welcome to the podcast, dude.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. What are you saying? I got no
0: talent? No, no, no. Wait, no, Brooks. You have, you have talent. You have know what I'm just saying? You're like... But you're you're always walking around with a smile and you're the glue guy. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, so, okay, maybe that's a nice way of saying that you don't put up thirty goals a year.
2: Okay, thanks. I, <laughs> I appreciate the plug in. Anyway. This interview's
1: off to a good start. <laughs>
0: what, what's the closest you've come to thirty goals?
1: Twenty five.
2: Twenty
0: five. Was, that, decent. was it, that yeah, that's nice. Have you have you done how many times have you been over twenty? I don't know your stats, dude. I know uh, you as I've a hit
2: twenty three times. All right.
0: Okay. That's like it's like twenty five home runs in major league baseball.
2: Uh, well, they play 160 games, so that'd that's be fun. like you know double mines. Uh, so
1: smaller sample size. <laughs>
0: okay, well, okay, fine. You make a good point. You make a good point. Well, when like Ovi does 65 goals in a in a year, that's like that'd be like a dollar thirty in baseball. That'd be crazy.
2: Uh, 65 man, that year was incredible. There was if you break it down, that's that's 10 goals basically every 12 games, and there was one stretch in in the first year that I scored 20. I think that I scored 10 goals in 12 games, and I was just on fire. I can't imagine. Um, doing that for an entire year the sixty five is is incredible
0: have you have you been on fire that with that proficiency off the ice <laughs> I
2: just, just I don't know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> I'm just curious, man. I'm just trying to get a sense of your life, dude, because uh I know even though we're friends, I don't we we haven't spent that much time together. In fact, I haven't even stayed at your house.
2: Hey, whose fault is that? How many times have I offered for you to come down and you can you can bunk in here and I've offered you that what a half dozen times and yeah, you said I can't make it. I can't make no, it. I can't no, make l- it. No,
0: listen, but at the one time I was like, "Hey, I was thinking about it." You had family in town and I didn't want to like like You know, I don't want, you know, to be the, you know, be the... Like, the who's coming
1: to dinner. Like, just Well,
2: you're a lovable guy. I'm sure my family would have accepted you. It would have been fine. I
1: appreciate that. See, so I'm going to put this on you. This is my third podcast, and everyone we've talked to has said that they've invited you to stay at their house. <laughs> I think it's just a lack of follow-through on your end. It, it might be. you got a, little, might... a lot of open beds out there. <laughs> Timing is everything, though, isn't it, Brooks?
2: It is, buddy. So, it is. So, I, I okay. hope one day you make it down here.
0: I will, 100%. So, like, you guys... Uh, you guys are playing the Rangers, and what has it been like walking around in New York City? Because I imagine you're relatively anonymous based on everything that goes on in the world city. Is that true?
2: Um, yeah, I don't follow a whole lot of what goes on in New York. Um, we were there for uh, for one reason, and that was to win a couple hockey games. We only got one, but still getting a split out of there is pretty good. Um, You know, we didn't take time or or make time to go out and do all the hustle and bustle around the city. We were there for one purpose, and that was to win.
0: So, wait, you just stayed in your hotel room the whole time? Come on, dude. You walked around. Yeah,
2: basically, man. I went out for for supper, and other than that, just relaxed in the hotel. We've played upwards of 90-some games now. So, um, you know, there's a time for fun, and there's a time for rest, and right now is more of the time for rest. That's... uh... It might sound bad, but that's the truth, buddy. It's a boring life, hey?
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> listen, you're a professional athlete. All the, all the fruits of your labor should be available to you, and you should be eating the fruits of your said labor.
2: I, I, I totally catch what you're pitching there, and there's a lot of fruits <laughs> of the labor available in in a city like New York. But um, like you said earlier, timing is everything, and now is just not the time.
1: <laughs> okay, that's fair. So, so Brooks, being from a small town, probably growing up watching TV on a small box in the family room, maybe you're one of the lucky kids to have, have one in your own room, uh, how did you know your dream was attainable coming from a small town?
2: Uh, I don't really think, I think that coming from a small town was the biggest advantage I had, to really? be honest. I mean, like we, I used to skate before I'd go to school. I could skate after school. We would skate, we would play shinny. Um, like, we were on the ice for 20 hours, 30 hours a week. We, it's just, there was no movie theater. There was no shopping. There was no nothing else in town other than a rink. So if you wanted to be entertained, you went to the rink and skated, and there was always open ice. So um, that's when, you, when you're young. You develop the fundamentals, skating, stick handling, uh, playmaking, shooting the puck. Just You don't know that you're doing it because you're just out there having fun, but you're, you're developing the fundamentals of the game. And I think kids that grow up in the big centers, they just don't get on the ice enough. A couple hours a week is just not enough. So I I love growing up in a small town.
1: That's true. I guess I guess the small town the disadvantage is the eyes on you.
2: Yeah, but if you're if you're a player, you'll get seen. I mean, there's enough, uh, especially nowadays that in Saskatchewan we had the Sask First camps and stuff and whatever. You, you might have to drive a little bit to try out at a bigger center, but I mean it's. Um, the advantages definitely outweigh the the negatives of growing up in a small town and ultimately if you're a player there's enough people out there watching that um, that you're going to get seen and and you'll make it somewhere.
0: Brooks, you grew up outside of Regina, Saskatchewan, right? Or
2: in... Yeah, 2 hours 2 hours away from that small town called Wawota, Saskatchewan. Wait, say that wait, wait,
0: wait, say that again. <laughs> what was it called?
2: W-O-W-O-T-A. Wawota, W-A-W-O-T-A. <laughs> Best place on that earth. That is man. a
0: small town. And hey, wait, population of 600?
2: Yeah, when I was growing up, it was about 620, and now it's actually uh, it's actually up around 700. So <laughs> we're booming. That's
0: progress. We're 700. booming. I'm telling you, there's a couple new stores. We even have like an interior, like a furniture little furniture store. And oh stuff. my it's... gosh, dude, man, that's so... going crazy. Did you, Did you guys at least have like one? Like, black kid in school, or like one Asian kid?
2: No, no, <laughs> none of that. Um, so, what,
0: what did you like? What did you meet like an Asian kid, or like a black kid, or an Indian kid, like high school?
2: Ah, uh, well, we had like Native American Indians around. Okay, yeah, yeah,
0: you Indigenous people of Canada. Yeah, you had Native Canadians. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. You're Saskatchewan. That's. I mean, we, to,
2: we used to play hockey and baseball games. There's one time we showed up. We beat them one game 45 nothing in hockey, and I was actually playing a net. My dad made me play a net, so it wouldn't be such a bad score, and we still beat them 45 nothing. <laughs>
0: and you pitched a shutout.
2: No, we showed up for a baseball game. Yeah, I pitched a shutout, and then we also had a baseball game. We went there for a baseball game. And we were waiting for them to come, and then one kid shows up on his bike and says that everyone wants to watch the Montreal Canadiens play so they forfeit the baseball game.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's hockey runs deep.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so uh, there was a little bit of culture back home. I mean, you know, whatever. Good stories, good fun when we were younger.
1: So, So in that small town playing hockey, what was your aha moment when you were like, you know what, I could maybe make a living out of doing this?
2: I don't know, I just, uh, ever since I was a kid, that, that was the only option, there was no, I never looked anywhere else, I wanted, I love playing hockey, and I wanted to play hockey, and that was, my mind was set on that, and when I was 13, I bought my own weight set and started working out, I needed to get stronger, I thought I'd have to get bigger and stronger to play hockey, um, I mean, it was just i'm lucky i I guess it was just in the cards i was lucky that i just absolutely loved what i did and there was going to be no bones about it i was going to be a hockey player so the aha moment i don't know if you ask my parents they would say uh when i made the world junior team at 19 that's when they said okay well he's actually done pretty well he might have a chance at this that's what they say but i i first saw myself playing in the nhl ever since i was you know two years old
1: (laughs) yeah like every other canadian kid yeah no doubt
2: yeah, I don't know. I, there was just—I remember my parents sat me down at the table and said, "Okay, well, I was like 15 or 16, and saying, well, if hockey doesn't work out, what would you like to do?'" And I just said, "There's a list, and I'm going to play hockey." And then my dad goes through the list: "Well, what if you blow a knee? What if it doesn't work? What if you get caught?" And I'm like, "Dad, where am I going to go? I'm going to play hockey still."
0: You know? <laughs> wow, nice! You're singularly focused. Like you had—you got that like like Malcolm Gladwell writes in. Uh, well, it wasn't Blink. It was... Uh, it wasn't the tipping... Was it the tipping point? No, no. Was, uh,
2: what are you talking about?
0: Malcolm Gladwell was yeah, like a famous a writer uh, who uh, re- used to write for a bunch of essays for uh, The New Yorker, wrote a oh. book uh, uh, called Outliers. That's what it was. And in Outliers, the, the, the main tenet of the book was for in order to achieve great success, you have to put in your time. And, and yeah. you calculated that it's... 10,000 hours of, of practicing oh. a particular craft in order to become great. And yeah. it sounds like you put in your 10,000 hours being there in Wichihuahua, Saskatchewan, <laughs> Saskatchewan. I've actually heard of
2: that 10,000 hours thing. Yeah. Um, but you know what? The coolest thing is I wake up today and I'm exactly where I said I was going to be 20 years ago. You know, when I was eight years old, I said, I'm going to play in the NHL and I'm going to win the Stanley Cup and I'm playing in the playoffs right now. And it's just, I feel like the luckiest guy in the world. We were so lucky to play hockey for a living, playing the Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean, I'm just loving life. It's the coolest thing in the world, man. It's just, we're so lucky.
0: So you, um, you know, we, we get to see that, uh, you know, eighty eighty-two 82 games. And now, you know, you guys have moved on to the, uh, to the second season and you and I have spoken a little bit about um, your experience with uh, – everybody Everybody's a hockey fan is fascinated with HBO's 24-7.
2: Oh, and yeah, yeah, I, yeah, And I know
0: you've probably spoken about this at length. Um, and, and But we, we've never – I don't know how much you've spoken about it uh, publicly. I remember one time you were in Toronto, and I asked you, and you said you hadn't even seen – the the episodes yet. I, I, think yeah. was, I think the third one had aired and you hadn't seen it yet. end. Justin and I were, were talking and he was like, We should ask him about HBO twenty four seven. I was like, Yeah, you're right, because because uh, I, I mean I don't know how how many people in Canada have heard your experience about it.
2: Well, people people in general, the the feedback that we got from people after that series was tremendous. I mean they loved it. They they just hung on every word and every scene and they loved it because it was it was hockey in a new light the stuff in the tunnels in the room the stuff that people don't get to see and i understand that from their point but from my standpoint i I really didn't like it i mean we were on an eight game losing streak when it was being filmed so um it was a lot of work and that sort of stuff but um i don't know if i would do it again i just i i don't really enjoy the whole. I like talking to you, Cabby, Don't get me wrong, but I don't really Appreciate enjoy the, the whole media <laughs> aspect of of playing hockey. I, I would just love to come to the rink and and play hockey and go home. I understand that this comes with the territory, but um, you know, for the cameras were uh, at some points very intrusive. They were in every conversation. They were in every uh, every room. There was a guy with a mic right there. There was a guy holding the cord. I mean, it was. Um it it was a a big task it was a big uh, production sort of say behind the scenes and I haven't even I they gave us copies of the DVDs I haven't even watched I haven't
1: seen of it. Come two on.
2: Are you serious? Dude? I swear, I swear to you, I swear I haven't seen it. I, I know I was there for everything that went on in our locker room, all of that stuff, everything that went on, I lived through it. I was there every single day for it, and I had zero interest in what was going on in Pittsburgh's locker room.
1: That's true, but reality had- TV is all about the edit. They can make you look any way they want to make you look with the edit.
2: Well, whatever. It's that old. It's the old saying: be more concerned with your character than rep, your reputation. Your character is what you are, and your reputation is what others think you are. You know, very wise.
0: Oh, nice. That's very profound. However, it takes. It that's takes. A, they say it takes five.
2: Education system,
0: right? <laughs> <Everybody>. <laughs> hey, I have the same education, but they say <laughs> it takes five years to build a reputation and fifteen seconds to ruin it. So you kind of do have to be. Concerned about your reputation as much as your character, I think. No,
2: uh, I don't know. Did, did I ruin it on the show? Did no, my reputation no.
0: take a hit? No, no, dude. You're no, you're great. I mean, you like, you you weren't in it a lot, but you, I mean, Bruce I stole want, like, it.
2: They, they asked us. They wanted to follow us. We had we had to oblige them at the rink. That was the deal. Was that at the rink if they wanted stuff, we for the most part had to oblige, unless we were dead set against, you know, a, a really private conversation or something like that. But then they would ask us, like they asked me if they could follow me, uh, follow me home after practice, and follow me around town, follow me to the grocery store, follow me wherever, here, there, and then they wanted to come and they felt wanted to film my family. I had my family here at that time, um, and I said absolutely not. That's you know when I'm when I'm at the rink, I have certain obligations, but away from the rink, I, I don't, I don't feel that this needs to be filmed or whatever. And they they constantly asked me, um, but I didn't want. You know, I didn't want to show that part of my life. There were some some things that I think we can still keep private, and that was one of them.
1: So, I mean, obviously you've, you've displayed your dislikes. Is there anything you did like, anything you found kind of cool?
2: I just think for for fans, yeah. just the feedback that we got from fans. Um, like there was another one this year. Who would they do the the Flyers and the Rangers or somebody? Yeah. I didn't yeah. watch that one either because I don't care what's going on in their locker room. <laughs> um, but if I was if I was a kid growing up, I would be all over this. I would be glued to it. I would be. I would want to know what are they doing in the weight room, how are they working out, how do they prepare for games, what do they do after games, you know, blah, blah, blah. these are my favorite players, I want to see them speak, I want to see what they're doing, everything. I would be all over it, what kind of sticks they use, what kind yeah. of skates, how do they tape their stick, you know, what time do they get ready, everything. I mean, for fans, it's it's uh, to bring the game in, in that sort of uh, light or a spectrum to fans is a tremendous uh, accomplishment, I think, and it's uh, it's only going to get better. I mean, the game's getting more and more wide open and exposed to fans every day.
1: Yeah. So on the way over here, Cab and I were talking, and uh, I don't know how much of a Facebook guy you are. are you are you on?
2: I have a, I have like a um, like a fan page. Yeah, a fan page. Where I don't I don't I don't go on it very much. I mean, I should go on it more. Well, don't know
1: that play, that plays perfectly into the conversation. We're thinking with your last name, um, it, like in order to to utilize your fan page, you have to like it. Yeah. And uh, the like button is just a thumbs up. So yeah. we're thinking like, you know, maybe start a campaign with a thumbs up with your last name underneath of it, just for the fans. Uh, people
2: in d c have done that. There's been shirts and stuff with that made nice. up and whatever I Do you own before. one? No, I don't own one. No. I Why
0: don't. not? Dude, that's like that's like a, a memento of your uh, like your career and your life. One of these things that you can
2: you know what I own? Keep the, the only thing the only thing, the only two things that I own are my first ever goal and my first ever twentieth goal puck those are the only oh i've got a couple jerseys i guess i've got like a, a team canada jersey other than that i have no sticks i don't collect any one of my best friends back home cameron skamoski um i was the best man of his wedding we, we grew up together he collects all of that stuff he is a diehard memorabilia collector signed sticks he's got my world junior gold medal game stick uh, like all sorts of stuff jerseys yeah. Hockey cards, everything—he's got it all. But I have no interest in any of that. I just—I don't—I don't don't know.
0: So, like, so wait, so he has the Brooks-like museum at his place?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Sort of. um, It's more of a Martin Brodeur. He's a diehard Martin Brodeur fan. Like, my my first ever game was against New Jersey, and he phoned me after the game. And New Jersey beat us two-one, and he goes. Brooks, I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you. You played in the NHL. That's awesome. But man, am I glad that New Jersey won. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. So what are friends for? What, what you know? What's what's the line about? And who needs uh, who needs enemies when you have friends like those? Yeah.
2: yeah. True friends stab you in the front, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great I love, line. I, like I that That's a great line. Yeah. Hey, no. so so you're you're in the grind of the uh, of the, uh, the 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 playoffs and. Um, and recently I heard of a story where in basketball, the L.A. Lakers and the L.A. Clippers, they went to a, a cryogenic facility where they sat in a chamber and had their bodies frozen only for a couple of minutes, and it, it's supposed to help rejuvenate your muscles and your tissues. It's supposed to be like yeah. super healthy, and there, there's a picture floating around on the Internet of, of Blake Griffin sitting in this chamber. So they do a minute, at, I believe it's minus 60 Fahrenheit, and they do three minutes at minus 200, and I'm, I'm assuming you have to be completely naked in this thing, because, you know, if you have, like, I, my, my dude Lawrence here was telling me that one guy went in with his socks, and they had to, like, surgically remove his socks from his body, because oh. he's a friggin' idiot, because they froze to his body.
2: Why don't they just go hang out in Saskatchewan in January for a <laughs> couple <Well, those>
0: days? <laughs> well, that's, that's my uh, scheduling, one, two, boredom. <laughs> Uh, oh come on, <laughs> come on. But I mean listen, I know I know Regina is the city that rhymes with fun, but yeah. like <laughs> other other than that like were they they gonna were they gonna go hang out at uh Petawawa, Saskatchewan and play yeah. on that that hockey rink you guys have to play on
2: hey, man, we got a lot of go- good golf courses, we got friendly people, we got good fishing around there. I mean life's good, <laughs> life's good back home. life
0: sounds really slow
2: yeah, no, yeah, it is actually it is, and I like that I like that change. It's just it's nice and easy. Nobody cares about what kind of watch you wear, what kind of car you drive, or whatever. People just want to have a good time.
0: Okay, so, 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 okay. Just with cryogenic that, stuff. Yeah. So yeah, okay, so okay, okay. So like, I, I, um, I heard, I, I spoke to Michael Phelps earlier this year, and I, and he told me he has a hyperbaric chamber in his room. Yeah. And that helps to, you know, uh, help to rejuvenate his tissues and that sort of thing. I know Terrell Owens had one, and the yeah. late, the late great Michael Jackson had one. Now, the longer a series goes, the more pain, presumably, you play with. The bumps and the bruises accumulate. Um, what kind of pain are you in right now?
2: Actually, right now, I feel great. I, I'm lucky. I don't know if that means I'm a wimp and I don't sacrifice my body. But <laughs> um, I feel I, – I was thinking about that last night. I feel fresh. My legs feel fresh, my mind um, – as far as my body, I, I don't. I, it would be greedy for me to ask to be any more healthy in the middle of playoffs right now.
0: Wow, what's the um, so? what Okay, what's the what's the longest uh, <laughs> it's taking you to recover in the offseason from? I mean, you guys had a run. What was it, 2009 or 2010? You guys played the the Pens and was it the conference yeah. finals or
2: no round sem- two sem- round two. I, I don't take much time. I take two, or, usually about three weeks off, and by that time I'm stir crazy, and I got to get back in the gym. I mean, I take a little time to let the body heal. At the end of the season, there are some, um, you have some soreness or something's wrong with you here or there. But I'll take a little time to let that heal. But I, other than that, I, I get stir crazy, and I got to do something. I go back to the gym.
0: Yeah, mostly it's because you're in Saskatchewan, dude. That's why you're <laughs> stir crazy. It's a, um, you know what? It's funny where you go with this.
2: You should, Cam. You should do a poll of poll of players. Like some of our guys right now, they wear these. There's a new thing out called these these skins. They're like skin, skin, tight little tight pants you can put on after the game that's supposed to compress your muscles and help you recoup. There's guys that take Endurox shakes or these, you know, recovery shakes, or they they take vitamins or they do cold tubs. I mean, some guys put in a world of effort off of the ice just to try and Recover their bodies, <clears throat> and then there's other guys who are more like myself that just say. My saying is just play the game. Just you know, just go and play the game. It's it's, it's you played it when you were five. How hard can it be really to play?
0: So, but okay, um, so you're 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 being a man's man. You're just fight playing through the pain. Like,
2: no, I mean it's just it, it, a lot of it. I think I understand that you're trying to gain an edge. I like a hyperbaric chamber and some of the stuff. would have an advantage in certain situations, and you're trying to get that, that little edge. But a lot of it, I think, with guys and the recovery and stuff is mental. I mean, if you think you're tired, you're going to be tired. If you walk around and you, you think you're fresh and you think, you know, oh, the sun outside, man, it's, it's getting to be May and we're still playing hockey. It's sunny outside i we're in shorts to the rink. I mean, you feel good. You feel young and energetic and good, and your legs will feel good. So I think a lot of it with guys is um, – is is the mental aspect? I mean, there's there's players that I've played with that play eight nine minutes a night, and they just die. They just they need to have their cold tub to refresh their legs. And I'm like, man, wow. you played you played eight minutes. You know, how can you even <laughs> how can you even be tired? You know, eight minutes. I like minutes
0: is, I, I like that you remind them, like, dude, you only played eight minutes, like. <laughs> come, come, talk to me when you're at about twenty, twenty-one and a half. 22 yeah, I months. know,
2: and it's, but that's just some people are like that, and I think they get trapped with that that mental aspect. I never want to be put in a position where I can't play hockey. That's why I'm, I'm very low maintenance with that stuff. Um, because what if we play tonight and we have to travel and we have to play in Dallas tomorrow and we don't have time to take a cold tub after the rink or after the game? You know, we have to hit the plane right away. Well. Is, am I going to be having an excuse tomorrow in tomorrow's game that I wasn't able to cold tub last night and now my legs feel like crap? Well, no, it's not acceptable. I mean, I, I want to be able to wake up whenever, wherever the situation and just be able to play the game. So I, I try and steer away from all of that. So you, you wouldn't really catch me in a cryogenic chamber, I don't think.
0: <laughs> You're a man's man, Brooke.
2: I don't know. I just, uh, I, I mean, if, if you like what you do, I mean, uh, what, do you, what more do you need to, to get yourself up to play a hockey game, I mean? It's fun. What we do is fun. Like you wake up yeah, the morning and say, well, "What do I want to do for fun today?" It's going to be play a playoff hockey game. I mean, you know.
0: With that said, it's brutal. Like you're, <laughs> you're, as you said, you're lucky right now that you're you're feeling as fresh and as healthy as you are. But it's it's a brutal freaking game. Dudes got take pucks off the face, pucks off the ankle, which has to be excruciating. Oh yeah. Dudes are just getting, you know, just getting their faces slammed like turnbuckles. Like, it's, it's tough, man. I, and, and, yeah, hey, man, testament to you for being able to avoid a lot of those. Uh, a no, lot of I, those... I
2: agree. It is tough. I mean, today I had a – we had today off, but I went into the rink. I did some stretching, did some – an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure sort of thing. You know, instead of waiting until something – Oh, wait, so wait a second.
0: Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Do you – I'm sorry. Am I speaking to frigging Confucius right now, the – well, the, the Saskatchewan version of, you're just, you're just dropping all these lines on us. I'm running have, out of room to write them all down. Yeah. <laughs> Please, I'm sorry, continue. A pound okay, of, well, an ounce of an what, what is it an again? Ounce of
2: prevention is worth a pound of cure. <laughs> so instead of waiting till I get tight and sore, I will, I'll stretch to make sure I never get tight and sore and I'll work out so that I, I stay strong or, you know, today um, I went and saw a chiropractor just to do a little bit of work on me, just to make me a little bit more mobile, so that I don't lose, you know, so I don't tighten up and then get an injury, sort of thing. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like you can wait until something's wrong and then try and fix it, or you can train your body so that hopefully nothing ever goes wrong and, and prevent things that you can maybe foresee coming a little bit.
0: Do you have one of those proverbs for a broken heart?
2: Um. <laughs> This too shall pass. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: So, why did
2: you you got a broken heart, buddy? No, no,
0: I'm good. I'm good. I'm just I'm just saying for some of the listeners, like right now, there's a girl on the treadmill, you know, with her earbuds in, listening to this. Or there's a guy on the train with his Beats by Dre headphones on, going to work or going... They're listening to this, and and maybe they're going through that. So, like, you've already dropped several nuggets of knowledge in this particular conversation, so I just want to see if you had another one.
2: Yeah, no, that that was one I heard way back when, um, you know, and you think about it, you might wake up and think life is terrible, really bad, I don't know, something bad going on, but... Just calm down. This this will pass, and you'll be all right. I don't know. It was something I always remembered. I just have a good rem- memory, so I hear this sort of stuff, and I just remember it. I don't know.
0: Oh well. Okay. Well, I like that. We will get to your memory in a bit. I'm going to write some stuff down.
1: <laughs> um, so playing for the Washington Capitals, Brooks, it's a it's a smaller hockey market. I mean, especially compared to what we're used to in Toronto. Um, do you walk around the streets kind of unknown, or do you experience kind of a high level visibility when you walk around public?
2: Um, there's a little bit of both, actually. It, it's starting to be more visible. I mean, I've been here seven years now, um, so there, and, and hockey has grown so much, even at the grassroots level especially. Um, but people have really taken a grasp to hockey the last five years. Um, so there's a lot more fans, and, and our, our practice facility is open to the public. Oh, nice. Every single day is open to the public. So people can come they can see they can stand right on the glass and watch us practice it doesn't cost them anything um, i mean that's how we expose the game and grow the game down here i understand you don't have to do that in toronto or wherever because people are still going to fill your building but that's something we had to do here um, so there's a little bit more recognition and being here seven years um, that helps too but it's a it's a very nice. We live in Arlington, Virginia, just outside of Washington D.C., and it's a very nice little communal area. It's uh, I actually compare it to to Regina a little bit. You get trees, you get grass, nice. yeah. You can see people around town that you know. But is it's, it as
0: it is, is it as fun as the city that rhymes with fun?
2: I mean, home is home, you know. Home, I, home's I where the know. heart is. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Nice. Uh, nice. But yep. it's, I really, you know, this summer when my contract was up, I uh, was thinking, uh, number one, I wanted to be where the hockey was. That was most important. But also thinking of, of possibly leaving here, and you've been here six years, and you become part of the community. You know your neighbors. Um, like, for for example, tonight, my neighbor's going to come over. He wants to watch a hockey game with me.
1: Um, nice. You know? Very cool.
2: Yeah, so... Um, it's it's more than just playing here. The longer I, I feel lucky to have been here seven years since the lockout. Lovetchkin uh, and I are the only two guys remaining, so um, I feel very fortunate to still be here, and I really enjoy being here. And hopefully, I can play a uh, you know a lot, lot more years here.
1: So when so when people do notice you and recognize you, I mean what, they're obviously going to come say hi or, or you know try to <coughs> interact with you. What's the most awkward place someone has tried to converse with you? Oh
2: wow, good question. Um, Man, oh man, I don't know. Maybe at a urinal or something. <laughs> that's, what was, that's what I was
0: thinking. That is always the most awkward. Just like eyes forward. Don't even look down. Eyes forward or eyes above.
1: That's all. And then just don't talk in to your him business. another man when he's doing that. Yeah. I'm no, not sure
0: you can. You know,
1: what saying, do you mean? Sure you can. Anybody? What's going on? How's it hanging? You're not gonna, <laughs> come on.
2: I, <laughs> I, I don't. Off the top of my head, I'm not exactly sure where the weirdest spot would be, but. Uh, there have been. Sometimes you get surprised. You're like, "Whoa, you must be a hockey fan," you know? Yeah. But so, I don't
1: know. so speaking speaking to that, the <laughs> hockey fan uh, playing in Washington, uh, which is a pretty pretty political driven city. What kind of conversations do people strike up with you? Like, it is hockey related, or is it? You know what's going on in the White House? Or
2: no, it's a, it's usually all hockey related. I mean, our, our fans are. We have great fans here. We're we're pretty lucky. Yeah, I think the Rock played, the red. Yeah, I think we. um uh, like it's actually weird because we go to some Canadian cities you go to Edmonton and Calgary and wherever and, and these Canadian cities that are supposed to be and are uh, hockey hotbeds but their building is nothing compared to what ours is and it In what way? What do you mean? It's un- in it's kind of unfortunate because I think a lot of those places uh corporations or companies buy tickets And then they bring clients to a game and and they talk about business or this and that. And it's a business outing and they kind of do some business and watch a hockey game sort of thing. But our fans are like direct fans that I want to watch the Caps play. I'm buying a ticket and I'm going to watch the Caps play and I'm wearing my jersey and I'm cheering for the Caps. Those are are the types of people that we have in the stands. We don't have people that are just there, oh yeah, I'll go watch a, a hockey game. You know, we have amazing fans, and I think our team does a great job with the in-game marketing and promotion of the game um, to to get the fans interactive. So, we we have a great building; it's awesome.
1: I've I've had that though at the ACC here, where obviously two housewives have got the tickets from their their you know businessmen husbands, and they just sat there and talked the entire yeah. game.
2: Yeah. And yeah. it just it crazy. Yeah, I think crazy. we're we're lucky. Like we even our female fans; they're all wearing jerseys. They're all. I mean, it's uh, hockey has exploded. This was a football market, and hockey has exploded here. And people, it helps when you win and you're successful, obviously, and that sort of stuff. But people have really taken to the game, and and um, they treat us. The community treats us really well. I mean, it's a it's a great place to play. If I was a free agent, I would definitely be looking to come here.
0: So you mentioned a few minutes ago that you and Alexander Ovechkin are the only guys remaining from the team. The post-lockout Washington Capitals. Yeah, what's um? Have you and Ovechkin ever just watched a hockey game? Maybe not just you to just you two guys, but, uh, or or is there? Tell us a story about that. Just you and Ovechkin spending time together.
2: (laughs) Um, well, I mean, what kind of. What, what's our audience?
0: Listen, our audience is <laughs> our audience—sports fans that love how candid these conversations get. Oh yeah,
2: he's a good kid, man. He's a—we're we, fortunate. We have uh, we have so many good young players. I mean, we we have Nicky Baxter, Mike Green, Alex Emma. I mean, Marcus Johansson's here now. I mean, we we've got a lot of good John. Uh, john carlson we we've got a lot of good young fun guys and we've we've had fun guys here before that have left too um sean morrison
0: so, shout out to sean morrison
2: shout out to sean morrison my roommate for five years he he's my boy he's awesome Wait, um,
0: would he not be the definition of a beauty as you guys say
2: yeah he was i mean he, he was i used to call him roy roommate of the year <laughs> <laughs> um we had a really good time I mean you know and and it sucks to see those guys leave I mean Matt Bradley shout out to Brad right right, right you know Brad he's my boy um and he went to Florida this year we didn't bring him back unfortunately but uh that's that's the the bad side about hockey is you you get to meet really good people and then unfortunately the business side kicks in and they have to move on but
0: Um, Wait, you're getting getting away from the original question. I'm trying to steer away from that story. Listen, listen, Brooks, I don't need you to recite the roster. I can go to YahooSports.com and look at the roster, okay? I can check the ages to see who's young. I'd like a story from you about a time that that Brooks Like and Alexander Ovechkin spent time together.
2: Uh, Give me the when and
0: the where. Paint the picture, okay? I need a vivid, in-H.D., 1080p. 1080i. Uh,
2: yeah. I don't even have 1080p. Come on, man. <laughs> um, do you want like a funny story or what kind of uh, like I can't tell you. I can't tell you stories that I would tell you over a couple of pops, you know, at the local establishment.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. That's the story that I want to hear. <laughs> well,
2: yeah, well, I'll tell you. You come to DC, and I will tell you <laughs> that sitting right in my kitchen here.
0: Fair enough. Okay, then give me something that. Uh, give me a funny story then.
2: Um, a funny one. <clears throat> we were just talking about this one the other day. Um, we were in uh, we were in New York. We were, our, it was our first year. The, um, everyone was after Ovi, and they still are. But everyone was after. They wanted his autograph. And in New York, if you ever been to the aisle, um, the hotel is right beside the rink, and you walk to the rink every day. Like to to play the game, and so we're rocking in the rink. There's a lot of autograph seekers. One guy's dying for Ovi, and he's like, "I just I need to get you." I need to. He's like, "No, sorry." And the guy's like, "Come on, just sign my jersey. Come on, come on, come on. Um, just make it out to me, even. Just make put my name out. I'm I'm gonna keep it. I'm not selling it." And he's like, "Okay, what's your name?" And so the guy's like, my name's Phil. And Obi grabs the jersey and he goes, okay, to Phil, (laughs) 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 F-I-L-L. And so I'm I'm walking with him and I see this and I'm just dying. I'm just howling. And the guy looks at it and he just, he starts laughing and he's, I don't know, he's happy as a pig and, you know, to get his jersey signed by Obi. (laughs) but it's probably a good conversation piece for him.
0: That's that's fairly funny. Okay, that's it. Okay, so um, are you... uh, how come? Uh, how come you and Obi have never been? Can you can you select roommates? Huh? Oh well, we were we were,
2: yeah. Well, yeah. You can you can select roommates. You, There's no guys, way I'd room with that guy. Why
0: not?
2: Oh man, he's just a he's a mess. <laughs> like he's a, he's a mess. <laughs> like he's a, he's a mess. Like he just, he, he just It would be Russian techno music playing <laughs> while I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> You know, it, it just wouldn't work. I mean, there's certain people that Sean Morrison, we got, we were on the same page, we got along perfect. But Ovi is just a wild animal. And like there, I'd try and sleep, and he'd probably play Russian techno music, and then I'd wake up <laughs> like a normal person wouldn't. He'd probably want to sleep, and I think our I think our 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 schedules would just be off.
0: The D- I- D- I- have you ever, have you guys ever been roommates? Like, is there, <laughs> is there, uh, maybe one, like, your your roommate is hurt, so he can't travel. Have you guys yeah. ever roomed together?
2: There was one time, uh, there was one time, yeah, we were, this was, like, I don't know, three, two years ago or something. It was after Mo left, after Sean Morrison left, um, signed in Buffalo. I, I was just, like, a, a getting passed around with roommates. Like, I went oh. through every, like, it was terrible. I couldn't find my, now I'm with Jeff Schultz, who's awesome, um, but uh, so, yeah, there was one time Ovi and I were paired. We'd get our keys and get to the room, and I'm like, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> and he's like, oh, Brooksy? Because he knows we're like oil and water in some <laughs> assets. I mean, we play together. We're, you know, we're line mates right now, and on the ice we're fine, whatever. But there's certain people you can and certain people you can't room with. It's just whatever. And so he, uh, Varley, Simeon Varlamov, was walking into the door across the way, and he was rooming with... I can't remember who Varley was, and then anyway, I was like, Varley, get over here. You're rooming with Ovi, and then uh, I took Varley's roommate. So we, I don't think we've ever actually roomed together.
0: Oh, well, it's it sounds like uh, <laughs> sounds like you guys be the odd couple,
2: huh? Yeah, the odd couple. Yeah, I don't know. No, he's a he's a fun guy though. I probably painting a bad image of him, but Nah, it's um,
0: did you guys just have come Different personalities, but it still sounds like it would be fun. Even though you may not be like your speed is more country music, right? Not like Euro Euro techno.
2: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I was uh, actually Russian just trans. flying down the freeway here on the way home from the um, chiropractor, just pumping the country music. What were you awesome. playing? Oh, I have uh, that satellite radio is on Prime Country. Kevin <laughs> doesn't get
0: the country. Yeah, that's not really my speed.
2: Oh
1: man, it's it's the greatest. I like it's the country girls. Well, that's true. Cowboy too, yeah. boots, cowboy hat, Daisy Dukes and a tank. Shout yeah. out to the
0: Calgary Stampede. This year is the 100th anniversary. Are you going to hey, go?
2: You know what? I have an offer to go to the My buddies in Regina, they always ask me to go to the Calgary Stampede and I've never been there. I've never in my life been there and they ask me every year to go with them and I I keep saying, "Well, we have the the Big Valley Jamboree which is in Lumsden." Um or Craven, Rock and Valley, on. whatever. It's just, just outside Regina, and at Come the same on. time. It's and not I'm like, the I can't same. sell out. I can't sell out and go to Alberta when we have our own little country. <laughs> yeah, festivals.
0: but Brooks, you've been to that one 37 times.
2: Huh, yeah. Got- and it's been awesome 37 times. But listen, times. Brooks,
0: <laughs> this year it's the 100th anniversary of the Cowcroose. Listen, Justin and I are going to go. I, I, I've gone to like four in a row, and it's. You're going? Hundred yeah, percent. we're both going. Hundred percent.
2: What my, day are you going? Is I'm, it like the eighth or ninth? Yeah, seventh, you got You have
0: to go the opening weekend. Listen, my boy, who's in? I call him the 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 mayor of Calgary. His name is Dave Wilder. We call him D A Wilder. D A has the baddest pub crawl. And the last time I went on this pub crawl, the ratio there was there were forty girls and eighteen dudes on this bus. It was and like the bus has like poles and my other dude Corey he's like you will get kicked off the bus if you're not dancing on the pole so <laughs> it dude, it was fair. It, yeah he, he he ran a he ran a tight ship it was off the charts so
2: oh maybe dude, we should I, meet up there cabro
0: i employ <laughs> <laughs> i implore you to join us this year at this at, at the stampede pub crawl it's the uh, with there like da like it's we call them the fella's x west chapter and, uh, and 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 uh, they do it well. I'm t- honestly let's. We, I will stay in touch with you about that and bug you about it after the season, after you've recovered and you're you're going stir crazy. And let's hit it the first week, weekend. I think it's July six to nine or so, something okay, in, yeah, that, in I, that.
2: I was looking the other day because um, uh, everyone, everyone from Saskatchewan, a lot of people go up there, and, and every year I have a group of buddies. So honest, there's about eight buddies that go. And they just—they're dying for me to come. Even in fact, one of them even has uh, one of my buddies, Ryan Dick, and I'll just say his name. He'll love it. He makes a copy. <laughs> you know those NHL player cards that we get? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they, you show. You know, <laughs> can I order one now? The identification cards and whatever. Right. Every year, as soon as I get mine, I X at home. He takes it to a friend of his who's, who owns a printing company. That's whatever, and makes
0: unbelievable.
2: An, he has a, a jersey of mine, makes, takes a picture, makes an exact <laughs> replica with his name <laughs> on it. You couldn't tell the difference.
0: That is awesome. Wow, that is and awesome. He,
2: he, the only reason he makes it is for Stampede. Really? He goes, you know, yeah, and he goes to Stampede. And there'll be a lineup around the block at Cowboys or whatever, and he walks to the front and shows his NHL identification card. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, here, come on in here.
1: <laughs> oh, man, what a fantastic <laughs> idea. That's awesome.
2: I, I swear to God, he's done it every year since I've been in the league. He, you could go through um, 05 through this year. Um, it is mint. It is perfect. You couldn't, our security guy wouldn't even be able to tell the difference <laughs> between the cards. And so he uses it every year at the Stampede. So he's been dying for that to have me to come, but... Maybe this could be the year. Can this is imagine? the one.
1: This is the one, Brooks. Hundredth year anniversary. Let's do it, man. <sighs> yeah, okay. I, I fell the... for the same sales pitch he just threw on you about a month ago.
2: Man, you 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 got me at like ninety eight percent committed right now.
0: Yes, I'm gonna tell. di am gonna send Da a, a message and then like, and, and uh, listen. It, here, here's one. On that same pub crawl in '08, before '09, before we move on, um, we were at a spot and and Sam Gagne of the Oilers was on another bus and he saw the. The talent, let's say that was, that was rolling well us. He's like Cab, you got to get me on that bus. I'm like doggy, you got to talk to D.A. right there. Yeah. And, and we had no room. We said like, well, we had room for like three more checks. Stag him.
1: But you know, stack them <laughs> high and watch them fly. There you go. <laughs> um. So keeping it kind of Washington based, uh, the White House Correspondents' Dinner, uh, hosted by Jimmy Kimmel, was just a couple days ago. He made a joke about Sofia Vergara's cleavage, which was funny, and and they were spectacular. Um, She's on the cover of this month's Esquire and uh, the sex issue. And while I was waiting for Cab, we were flipping through it. And I was thinking, if you got a chance to take her out on a date, what would your move be?
2: I don't know. I just bring her to the house and barbecue, maybe. Okay. So
1: a little home-cooked
2: meal? Hey, that's what I'm doing right now as I'm speaking. I'm barbecuing out on the deck. I got a hot tub in the back, maybe a barbecue and a hot tub.
1: That's a deadly combination. That is, yeah, that is really good, dude. And then see,
2: uh, Hey, you know what? Apparently, uh, Kate Upton was five rows back from our bench last night at the game.
1: Kate Upton yeah, they, is a smoke show. They showed her on the TV. Yeah.
2: Did they? Yeah. Jeez, I never even saw her. <laughs> who,
0: <laughs> who? do you think she was there to see? Do you think she's dating? Like, have you heard? Like, did she? She dating one of the Rangers, or she there to see like you, number 21? I,
2: I, I have no idea. I didn't get a text message on my phone or a hi afterwards <laughs> from her. So, unfortunately, I don't think it was me.
1: <laughs> so you would keep it simple with the with the home, with the barbecue, and the hot tub
2: i don't just, know, play some music. Sure, have a couple pots. Hey, she,
0: she's from Colombia, though. Do you think country music music will go over well?
2: Well, oh, I, I got other stuff other than country on Maybe there. some salsa. Oh, I can't. I'm not a real good
0: dancer though.
1: That's okay. You Just follow the hips with the salsa. Uh, yeah, you let
0: her sure. lead. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> but, I can do that. Okay. Well, <laughs> all right. So also also in this uh, in this magazine in the issue there was uh, well, this is this is a, Justin. And I have differing opinions, so I'll let him present this. Topic to you.
1: Well, okay. What well, was the sex issue? So, I mean, but there was a survey done about the demise of uh, pleasuring, and it said that uh, eight out of ten men prefer to satisfy a woman over being satisfied. And I almost fell off my chair.
2: That's a lie. That's
1: what I thought. Now, Cabby's on the other side of the fence saying that he agrees I'm, with me. I'm it. part of the He's eight of romantic. ten. Cabby's a romantic. I'm part of eight of ten. Listen, I, it's it's a to, to give is better than to receive.
2: I know, but well, maybe you're
1: maybe a present,
2: maybe or like a <laughs> card.
0: It is a present. It's
1: a gift, absolutely.
2: Maybe you've just had some bad experiences uh, with receiving. That's...
0: Well, I mean, maybe, but listen, like, but, but Brooks, if you're if you're a dynamite passer, <laughs> you just you just stay in your lane. Do you, do you need to score if you're if you're eventually going to score? Like you, you know, you're just that's the lane. I I So I, you are
2: you are. This is a self-proclamation that you are a dynamite pastor. I am well above average. uh, You are a Nicholas Backstrom.
0: (laughs) I am an Adam Oates, to keep it in Washington. I am an Adam Oates circa 95 to 99. Yeah, good for you, man. I mean, When he was, uh, who was, uh, oh my gosh, who was the dude that had like back-to-back-to-back like 50-goal years? Who was this dude? Uh, uh, Yes, my guy Lawrence, Peter Bondra. Oh, yeah, Bonsai. Yeah, <laughs> Bonsai. I am an adam- Anyway, so, okay, so the question to you is which, which side? He's of... with me. Oh, you're in the, two, you're you're two of the 20%.
1: 10%. You guys yeah, are 20%ers. I mean, come on. I think Most men should over. be in the 20%. I don't know. Really? I mean, I, I like,
2: I appreciate, Cabby. You're a nice guy. You're genuine. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm the same way, buddy. I, I know where you're going with this, but think about this. Let's say you've got five minutes left in your life. Your life is going to end in five minutes,
0: oh. and you oh, have point. these two come options. On. What are well, you going to do? Oh come on, really? Well, how, the, how, how do you go cataclysmic with it? Why do you? How could you take it there? And that's when the world. truth comes doomsday. out. When the world's going to end. Fine. Well, if it's a doomsday scenario, and there's a firing squad pointing rifles at me, I'm going to go to work. You know what I mean? I'm going to turn into the the greatest Peter Bondra, Alex Ovechkin, <laughs> Sergei Fedorov, Pavel Bure uh, mix of all time. Like I'm I'm putting in work. I'm gonna, you know, you know, my my game is uh, Mike Tyson, Ali, Ray Lewis, like I'm coming to devastate. You know what I mean? I'm like Godzilla on these buildings. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's gonna be all that Armageddon. Okay, sure. You I'm, know
2: what you know what we should do is we should pull some of your Ladies from days gone by, in your
0: <laughs> and ask them what. Wow, that would that'd be interesting if you could if you could pull that kind of that kind of research. A
2: reverse pull. A census, we'd have to do a, a census, census,
0: right? And if and if you could, how would that even happen? But anyway, if you could do a census on yourself based on your your, your the feedback from your friends, acquaintances, people that have experienced you know in, in fun times, good times, bad times, all that, I wonder what what the feedback would be. That would be like that what, would
2: be it'd be scary. You'd you'd get the truth. What 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 do you think
0: would come back for you?
2: I don't know. I hope people would say I'm an awesome guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you hope you would have a high key rating of awesome.
2: Yeah, that's all i want to do. That guy, he's awesome. That's all I'd want to well, how, uh,
0: do. And what do you think they would say about your ability to put the puck
1: in the night? Uh,
2: What are, we, are you going literal or figurative with this one?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, there was another article in the Esquire just titled, Ladies, You're Not As Good As You Think. <laughs> Dude, you got to pick this one up. It's awesome. They'll make you laugh out loud. Yeah?
2: Uh, okay. That'd be interesting. And okay, mean, so
0: so to that question, literal or fig? I'm saying I'm saying figurative. Well, I'm saying figuratively literal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Let's leave that one for another day. Okay, fine. He answered.
0: He said he, they, they would say he was an awesome guy. Okay, fine. Uh, this is this is another one. We have to, we have to do a podcast from your kitchen. Hey,
2: I'm I'm, right now. I'm standing out on my deck, barbecuing, and I got rice cooking in the kitchen. Stop rubbing it in! Yeah, it's cold here. I hate you. Oh, it's gorgeous. The sun's shining. I'm out on the deck, gonna sit out here, relax. I
0: I hate you with love. Okay, so I'm gonna we'll close (laughs) it out on this. Have you seen the movie? Okay, I don't know how many movies you see in a year. I see a lot of movies. You do? Did you see Project X? No. What, dude?
1: Awesome movie. Get on that, man. Sorry.
0: Have you seen? Okay, so Project X is one of like the best, like. High school uh, movies ever. It's up there with like the first American Pie, Super Bad. It's like breakfast in that. Club. Well, okay, yeah, well, yeah. Do breakfast like Club. Breakfast Club was iconic for that era. I guess I'd say Super Bad is probably the equivalent uh, okay. for this generation. Those breakfast Those Club little more was raunchy,
2: a little more dirty,
0: right? But that's kind of the way. I mean, it was raunchy and dirty in in like '85 or '86, and whenever that movie was. There's two schools of thought on like. The that the definitive high school movie from the 80s is either Ferris Bueller's Day Off, love it, or it's The Breakfast Club. It's one yeah. of the two, like them both, love them both. Yeah, so, um, you know, every summer, uh, you know, the Fellas X that's the crew here in Toronto, we throw what he, we call the summer party. Uh, Camillary came last year, uh, Biss uh, Bis Nasty came last year, and Biznasty... Nasty. Uh, his off ice skills were on point that night, and he—he's yeah, be-
2: a good dude. I know Paul. Yeah, he's, he, he's a fun dude. He is.
0: and He befriended the dopest lady friend at the party. Um, but uh, okay, so so, and and one of the craziest parties I've been to was when I came. I attended you, you the the Washington Capitals 2009 rookie party in Vancouver. It yeah, was, that was fun. It was the it was it was packed. It was at the Loden Hotel. You know, it was just everybody was just having a great time. Yourself, so we recluse. had
2: a DJ. We had that penthouse. We had, we
0: had rented a DJ for it. Yeah, the and the, and the and the 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 jacuzzi tub was filled. Or the I was,
2: remember getting in crap for swinging on the chandelier.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was it was pretty. I, the next day, I found I still haven't given this back to him, but I have Mike Green's sweater. Like he, he was wearing a cream colored sweater, which. Was he removed a few times as he was enjoying the night, but I still have it at my house Like I was like, oh, I'll see him again this season. I'll give it back to him It's somewhere at my crib, but anyway, that was was one of the best parties I've been to Justin what before we get to yours Brooks Justin What's
1: what's the best like house party that you've been to? Oh, man The summer the summer fellas X parties are pretty legit for a house party. So that would be up there I mean, I've been to some good bar parties uh, but that that I go somewhere. Yeah. yeah, I didn't get too wild in London, at the house parties <laughs> in London, Ontario. Yeah, we didn't get too wild. London, Ontario. That's. Have you been to London,
0: Ontario?
2: No, I haven't. No. But you you got,
0: you played with guys that are from London, right? You rave about it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've heard good stories. Yeah, John Carlson, Dennis Wideman both played there, and then he's I, a Dale
1: Hunter right now. I've uh, I've, I've done some partying with Wides back in the day. Yeah. 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 Justin <laughs>
0: Justin's from London, Ontario. So he's okay. like he's the local mayor there. So. So, Brooks, we asked that question to you the best party that you've either either thrown or you've been to
2: oh the well, uh well which one do you want
0: i want well give us both give us the best party that you've thrown
2: um here in d c
0: well just in your life
2: dude okay well I don't, there was i had one here a couple of years ago in d c that was um quite entertaining
0: what made really? it what what made it so entertaining
2: oh uh, <laughs> use your imagination
0: but uh <laughs> my imagination is a dangerous place <laughs>
2: anyway, well it ended up the last thing i remember was it was it was like 10 in the morning and <laughs> it was like 10 in the morning and i remember it was raining outside and i went outside and the hot tub was still open and i was picking up uh two of our players left like their $30,000 watches sitting oh, on the ground man. <laughs> along with you know some of their articles of clothing and I remember picking that up out of the rain at like 10 in the morning
0: question was Ovechkin at that party yeah did <laughs> so one of the watches belong to him no oh okay okay so okay uh, now now give us the best party that you've been to
2: uh, uh, that one the, I mean the rookie party in Vancouver the when we we got that penthouse and the DJ and that was pretty crazy other than that it would have to be a trip um, like, every year when the hockey season ends, I grab my brother and my three best buddies back home and we just booked somewhere. Last year we went to Cabo San Lucas. Um, Sick,
0: dude.
2: Just, just uh, to get away from they, They just work and rig and, you know, they spend all summer, all winter in minus 40 weather. They can't wait to go somewhere hot. And those are the best weeks, um, you know, ever. I mean, Cabo last year was unbelievable. That would be, I recommend it to everyone, go there.
0: I haven't been there yet, but I... I totally intend to. Justin, you you you've been Cabo?
1: No, but I've heard very good things about yeah. it. Oh, it's awesome. Last <laughs>
0: thing is uh, Brooks, why are you why are why are you not on Twitter?
1: Oh man, I
2: won't tweet. Twitter is I mean I keep I, don't know. I keep asking you like every time like
0: get on Twitter. Get on Twitter. I know Twitter.
2: you you know why because when I look at the concept of Twitter, okay, like, what would my tweet right now be, Cabby? Uh, barbecue and chicken making some rice. Tweet. What, what, who wants to read it? What's the point of that?
0: Fans of yours, people want to know that you're a regular person. You don't have to tweet all kinds of personal stuff where it's annoying. Like, hey, I, I, I'm, hey I'm at Best Buy looking at Blu-ray players. Oh, I'm buying this new TV. Well, Actually, that's what people
2: that- do. It's like, like, if my dad caught me tweeting something about my life he'd be like what are you doing what is the point of this yeah but your dad he'd flick me in the ear he like wake up
0: yeah but your dad does he, your dad even know what twitter is uh exactly well,
2: yeah actually he does because him and i both complain when on like tsn or sports center they show people's tweets like oh this guy tweeted this and they this comment was made by this guy who tweeted this like come on
1: that's where society's going though it's adapt or die
2: Oh well, I'm gonna die. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen, it's just another look into your life. Here, here, like this is how you. Yeah, and that's it. what I don't want. Yeah, but Brooks, but this, this is how you can use it. Like, hey, uh, with the Capitals Foundation, spent a great day at St. Jude's uh, Children's Hospital. Okay. Got a new best friend, Manny. Boom, and yeah. you show a picture of you and a little dude playing checkers, like that sort of thing. That's how you can use it. Or hey. Uh, uh, going to this uh, uh, golf tournament with a couple buddies, uh, raising you know awareness for uh, obesity. I don't know. It could be whatever. I mean, you could start simple things like that. Or-
2: I, I agree. There are there would be some good uses of that outlet, but there's also other. Like guys will tweet. People will. It, it the only thing it, it gives you. It gives fans instant access to you. They always have access to you, which we some guys anyway. Myself, I value some level of privacy. Um, and what am I gonna say? Okay, let's say we lose a hockey game seven nothing. Um, you don't, sorry, t- guys, uh, you don't, don't have to tweet though. Game.
0: Yeah, you don't you don't you no know, it's you're not required to tweet after every game. You don't well, have yeah, but
2: everybody who has a Twitter tweets after a win and probably nobody tweets after a loss.
0: Uh, maybe, but maybe. That you might there's there ah, yeah. some validity to that. But I, I would say I would implore you, Brooks, to get Twitter for one reason and one reason only. We're gonna skate to one song. And one song on on only, only Paulina, Paulina Gretzky's yeah. Twitter feed. <laughs> Absolutely, number one reason to join Twitter. And and you're you're an iPhone guy, right?
1: I have an iPhone, yeah.
0: Instagram, dude. PM Gypsy. That is her Instagram account. PM Gypsy. What do you mean, see, doggy? When you're on the bus from the rink to the airport, that's 45 minutes. You're just chilling. You're just...
2: You're either, just talk with the guy. See, now, you, you, is, are you going to have... When you have a family, are you going to have a family? You go out for a family dinner and your kids are all just on their Instagram or Twitter or something, <laughs> or are you going to be able to talk to each other? Listen, you know, that's all different. The time, all the time that you spend tweeting and this and that, you could be actually doing something productive.
0: That is productive. I'm, I'm spending <laughs> good quality time, my dude. QT on Paulina's Instagram feed. You, what, hey, listen. What, just you have Instagram on your phone. Just you can sign up. And I don't not, have
2: Instagram on my. phone. Well, then phone. download
0: it. Download Instagram. You don't have to. You could just be an observer, which I recommend. Uh, uh,
2: is you, Instagram a picture? I don't even really it's know. Just man. pictures. It's it just it's
0: just photos. You just you just okay. look at photos and you can post photos. Okay.
1: You can just make up a total alias. Listen,
0: I I'm I'm, sta- I'm starting a blog and I'll send you a link to the page. I have I have like six of pa- the best Paulina pictures. Oh. I'll send you that link.
1: You know
2: what? Here, here's what I I will put this out there live on radio, <laughs> podcast, whatever. I will save my first ever tweet for the day that Cabbie Richards comes and visits me in Washington D.C. Wow!
0: D. Done. Done. I like it. Done. Until and we will, that, I will I we will you. sign you up for Twitter and done. Huh? Perfect. I will see you. I will see you soon.
2: Yeah. Right. I'll <laughs> see you soon.
0: <laughs> Brooks uh, spend uh, thank you so much for spending uh, like an hour with us. It's been awesome. Um, wish you much success and uh, you know I, I hope that you' you're such a great dude and and, uh, and good things happen to good people. so I hope the best thing happens to you. Okay. Or happens thanks. for you.
2: Thanks buddy. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thanks Justin.
0: No problem. thanks. All right man. Okay. See you guys. peace. One of the truly good dudes in sports, thank you. Brooks, like of the Washington Capitals, um, I know what I need to do. I need to get to his crib, to get him on Twitter, and if that's uh, during this these NHL playoffs, then so be it. And if it's at the if if it's in the summertime in the city that rhymes with fun, so be it. But if it's at the Calgary Stampede,
1: yeah, that's I think where you want to aim for.
0: Be that. Um, To the 80%ers out there, (laughs) you know the benefits of giving. That's all I need to say.
1: And you 20%ers. Shout out to the 20%ers. Sure, whatever. just enjoying
0: life. Sure, enjoying life.
1: We're we're also. It's not that we don't give. Listen. We we just like to
0: get. Hey, listen. We try to enhance the quality of life and quality of experience. Okay, that's a go 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 too far with this.
1: (laughs) We'll talk about this in the right Home Cabral. Sure thing. And also. I've
0: never met you, but thank you, Paulina Gretzky. And oh. thank you to your Instagram feed.
1: You just, can read. She's so beautiful.
0: Just give me just a like a moment. Life like, is good. Yeah. Life is good. If I I'm gonna pour out a little of my Gatorade on the floor. Yeah. There. Uh oh. to read Justin's thoughts and his travels and his experiences on Twitter. Hit him up or look him up at Justin underscore Mulligan. M-U-L-L-I-G-A-N. It's a good read. He has a good time. And uh and Brooks, unfortunately, is not on Twitter, so I can't give you his Twitter handle, but I will try to convert him into a Twitter user soon. This week on Cabby Presents, two segments, one from the CFL Combine uh, that we're airing on Wednesday, and one with a Canadian Olympic diver named Alex Depatty. I go to Montreal
1: and... Uh, I cannot wait to see that one. I was involved in the wardrobe with that one. Right, the wardrobe is... is spectacular. This
0: is definitely a viewer discretion advised <laughs> Feature. Uh you can uh hit me up on Facebook at facebook.com slash Cabral Richards, C A B R A L Richards, or you can follow me on Twitter at the cabbie. That's the real cabbie C A B B I E. One word.
1: One mic. One man. One bed. One Twitter account. No
0: pillowcase. <laughs> all day. Just me. No Ch- one wrote me. <laughs> man, I didn't know you. <laughs> We're just riffing on Kevin. We're stealing Kevin Hart's brilliance uh, from a, a, a CD called Seriously Funny. Anyway, that's it for me. I'm Cabby, and I'm gone.
1: Thank you for listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast.